You're listening to the Take It From Us podcast, where creative entrepreneurs learn to lean into their passions and create a thriving business that impacts in a big way. Hosted by Don Charles and Emily Majors, two photographers turned educators here to help you cultivate your dream career. We'll share our mistakes and successes, both professionally and personally, so that you can rise where we fell, find inspiration within our wins, and fast track to your brightest future. Ready to be bold in your transformation and take your business to the next level? Take it from us. It all starts here. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Take It From Us podcast. I'm your host, Emily Majors, and am so sad to share that our other host, Don Charles, is not with us today. Once again, she's jet-setting off somewhere into the world and just being amazing. So it's just me, but it's also not just me because we are here today with passive income slash stock photography extraordinaire, amazing Aubrey Westland. Hi, Aubrey. Hi, Hi I'm doing good. Um, you forgot to say wizard that time, but that's oh okay. yeah, wizard, <laughs> wizard extraordinaire, <laughs> wizard extraordinaire, stock photography, amazing genie in a bottle. I can just <laughs> can make this long. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. We are honestly so excited to talk to you about such a niche like industry that honestly mm-hmm. is a unique topic that Don and I like none of us have really neither of us have really explored explored or had a ton of experience in, mm-hmm. and I think it's a, like a huge. Well, one, it is a huge market, but also just like I think a lot of people have questions about it, but have like no clue. So we want to hear all about it. I'm so excited. But tell us a little bit about yourself first. What do you do? Where are you from? And anything else you'd like us to share? Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm really excited. And I know that a lot of your listeners are photographers. So I'm really happy to be here to share this information with all of you. I'm a passive income expert and business consultant for creative entrepreneurs specifically those in like the digital creative field. So photographers, designers, things like that. Um, I currently live in Boise, Idaho. I have a four-year-old daughter. I love to garden, read, um, do all the creative things, drink coffee, go on walks, ride my bike. (laughs) Okay, great. Normal, beautiful human things. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Amazing. I love that so much. That sounds truly like a dream life. And have you, did you, have you always lived in Boise? No, I lived in San Diego for about 10 years. I'm from, Amazing. I'm originally from Idaho, but yeah. I okay. So you moved and then moved back. Enjoyed my twenties down there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. A little warmer twenties. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is so fun. Um, thanks for sharing that. I love all of your favorite hobbies. I'm into all of those things as well. So sad you don't live closer. We could have enjoyed reading and gardening and bike riding together. We pen pals. Yes, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're talking all about like how to earn passive income as a photographer through stock photos specifically. So how did you get your start doing this? And uh, yeah, let's start there. (laughs) Okay. So when I lived down in San Diego, I was a wedding photographer. That was my previous life. (laughs) (laughs) so uh, as you probably know there's often like a little lull in work in the winter season so that's when I kind of started you know looking for other things to do and um, one of those things that I came across was stock photography and um, 
when I started out, I was working with this agency called Offset and they were pretty new. They are actually like an offshoot from Shutterstock. Oh, wow. And they were trying to bring on more like professional photographers, um, people with like a more natural style. Cause like you probably have this idea in your mind when you think of stock photography that it's like <laughs> in a studio and kind of staged and lots of flash and stuff like that. So there's been all these new agencies popping up that are just, you know, trying to bring in different types of photography and just different options for businesses these days. So that's kind of a cool thing that is happening in that industry that I think makes it more accessible to more people. Totally. And I feel like, yeah, stock photography can be super cringe when you think about it. And there are cringe (laughs) things on there. But at the same time, there's so many cool like options too, because if you think about it, like we use images that we take for things to advertise. So why wouldn't someone else want to use them? I think when it gets into like, when it gets into wedding photography, like our couples, Mm -hmm. obviously like one, there's consent and model release stuff, but also like normal businesses probably aren't using a ton of wedding photos like that, but just like normal even engagement photos. You'd actually be surprised. We could talk like more specifically, but um Just to give you a few examples, like I have licensed images of like the couple's hands with their rings or like flowers on a table. So true. You're right. You're right. My bad. I think I was thinking more of like like normal couples photos, but it's true. You want to get their consent if you're going to license photos of their faces with stock photography, and they have to actually sign like a stock photography like specific model release. Wow. So not not everyone, you know, feels comfortable asking their clients to do that, but there totally. are still a lot of photos from those events that you can use for stock. That's incredible. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's actually really interesting that you bring up that point about like just being able to use any type of photo that you do take, but is there also like were you starting to, in your journey were you taking also just like random scenic shots that you were submitting like what other kind of stuff were you focusing on when you started yeah I mean obviously when I got started I just had a lot of photos in my backlog from you know going on trips and from work and things like that uh, photos of friends so I kind of started there and then it actually got me to start taking a lot more photos of like my everyday life and those are actually some of my best sellers. So wow. <laughs> just That's a little so cool. tip right there. Like <laughs> you don't have to start setting up shoots with models, you know, in order to do something like this. Or even if you, you know, just want to have like some inspiration to shoot more and like shoot more of your life, then those are actually really great for stock. Totally. That makes sense. And I feel like, is there <laughs> working with like, agencies too are there any any type of like uh hey we're looking for these or do they reach out to you I know you said you worked with an agency so are people like hey we would like some of these types of photos or we're looking have clients looking for this type of photo for you to take or is it like one day you have 15 photos that you took and you just upload it and anyone can search for them and buy it type thing that's a great question So I guess I'll start, I'll tell you what I tell like the students in my course is start with what you have, upload everything you can. And from there, you'll kind of start to see 
the things that are going to sell more often for you. Um, Like for me personally, in the beginning, I started to see that I would sell a lot of photos of like cacti and succulents. So amazing. Those are like, (laughs) those are like, I would uh, shoot weddings out in like Joshua Tree and Palm Springs a lot. So you know, usually it's just like, oh, cute, a cactus click. Totally. You know? Yeah, like B-roll so, photos. Yeah, exactly, like B-roll. So that's that's the sort of thing where I'm like, you can still upload and sell photos from your weddings. Um, so so things like that, like pictures of my dog are always like a big hit. Amazing. <laughs> um, and like usually it's never going to be the thing you expect. Um, I have like this photo of ducks in a pond that sells a lot and I don't know who's buying it or what for (laughs) I wish they told you because that's Um, a real niche so yeah there's this really those things like that but then there are definitely like the agencies will tell you the things that their customers want a lot of them put out some sort of like monthly email or list um I think Shutterstock Shutterstock is called like the shot list Mm-hmm. They've all got their lists, and I actually have uh, some guides of my own that I've made quarterly based on like the things that are trending consistently every year and each month throughout the year. Um, holidays are always big. Totally. You know, think about like commercially, what do you see in the stores? It also kind of goes along that calendar with stock photography. Wow. This yeah. is like a whole new world. Is this what you do full time now? Like you don't do weddings anymore. It's like just stock photography. Yes. And honestly, now it's more like education on stock photography. But Incredible how that yeah. shifts. Yeah. When it comes to photography, it's mostly like families I've been capturing for like 10 years and stock photography. That's amazing. And yes, yeah. the education side of things, which is a great passive income tool. Yeah. But I love that stock photography is in the passive income realm. Like it totally is. It is. It is. You like it's have already favorite. done it. You <laughs> upload it and you make money off of it. Exactly. That's amazing. Um, how can photographers choose an agency that fits them best? Or like what are some big agencies? Like you said, like Shutterstock and such. Mm-hmm. But like for people that are like, what is this world? Like what would okay. you tell Yes. I will <laughs> kind of break this down because – It is, it's definitely like a mystery for a lot of people. And I feel like it's almost been kind of like this boys club for a while. So amazing for the news with everyone. Yes. (laughs) So I like to think of it as there's basically like two types of agencies. There are micro stock agencies and those are the ones, you know, like Shutterstock, Adobe stock, like the really big names that Typically, their goal is to sell a high volume of photos and videos at a lower price point. And then there are the more what I would call premium agencies. And usually they, you know, that's where like you see more professional photographers licensing their photos. Um, They're more exclusive. The quality is usually higher. Sometimes they have specific niches that they cater to, things like that. And the photos license usually on those sites for quite a bit more. So you might see a sale for like $300 compared to like 10 on Adobe stock. That is wild. But I have to tell, I have to share with you that it's really interesting when I go back now and like 
compare my different agencies and see how like over time it almost evens out because I will have fewer sales from like offset and they're higher sales. So like sometimes that will give you like the dopamine boost to like see a sale that's like right. $100. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but then like looking at my Adobe stock sales, like I have, I have hundreds of sales from there. And like, even though they're like between maybe $1 and $20 each, like that adds up over out. time. Totally. Yeah. It definitely adds up when you're making sales every single day. And that like, it is so passive. It's like, you're not living off of it only. So it's like, I get when you need to hustle to like make a certain amount of money, but also Mm -hmm. the fact that you're not doing anything, but uploading it and then watching it come in is like so incredible. But I have to think about too, like, I think I was so shocked because I'm like, what company is spending 300 something dollars on like one image to use for like one Oprah magazine? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. True. Which is also kind of cool to like, have someone send you a picture and be like, hey, I saw your photo in a magazine. Yeah, but do you get credit for it? Or no, because they like buy the rights. Usually, a lot of times they will credit the photographer. Wow. They don't have to. So sometimes it will say like Shutterstock images or something like that. But a lot of times I have gotten credit if it's like pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah, you're right. It's the companies. It's the companies that literally that's like pocket change and they can just whatever and they need the photo and they want it to be legit. Think about it this way. Like if you're just imagine like you're a small business and you need like photos for maybe your website or like some sort of magazine or catalog that you're putting together like think about how much it would cost to like hire the models hire a photographer rent a space and like get the few shots you need true versus like just going to a stock agency and spending like five hundred dollars for all the photos you need that's true you're right you're putting this into perspective (laughs) i'm over here like what but then I'm also like, that makes total sense from somebody that's not a photographer that could even go and just set up a shoot real quick. Like, you know, like I think as a photographer brain, you're like, oh, well, I can just photograph that for myself real quick for the images that I need. But well, yeah, I'm thinking about outside. like how complicated corporate oh my gosh make things like yes. all the people you have to go through to put something together and how much how time consuming that can be. A lot of times it's up to like the designer that's putting something together and they don't have like the budget to hire a photographer. They don't really have those resources and they have to put something together like within a few hours. So a lot of those designers are actually using Adobe stock now. I'm so interested now to like, and you might have an eye for it, but like to like go to different people's websites and like see I wonder if these are stock images Mm -hmm. or if they had somebody come out to do a brand shoot for their company or like I think of like hotels and like that kind of stuff. Like can you do you think you can tell a stock photo from like a brand shoot I guess like do you have an eye for it you think or is it I mean Um, it feels hard. I don't know if I could necessarily tell most of the time I assume if it's like a hotel or something. A big corporation yeah. Um you can also do like reverse Google reverse image searches and see like where else the photo may have been. And then if amazing, you, if see it's the one on like photo multiple sites, then it's probably a stock photo. Um, and that's the, I just want to mention like that's the other benefit for premium agencies because um, say like 
a hotel or, you know, a big corporate company wants an image that isn't going to be on like everyone's website. So if they pay more for like a, for more exclusive images, then that's less likely to happen. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Gosh, my mind is blown. <laughs> it's just such a different field, but it's not. Like it's still the field that we're in, but oh, right. I love it. Taking a quick ad break to talk about a new company we are so excited to introduce you guys to. Introducing Second Society. If you're looking for a second shooter and you're tired of clicking through Instagram profiles to find the right fit, Second Society is going to make your life a whole lot easier. Second Society is a platform for videographers and photographers filled with creatives all across the United States so that you can find a quality first or second shooter for your wedding in no time. When you create your profile, you can list yourself as a second or a lead shooter looking for work or list yourself as the company searching for your perfect fit. No more messaging handfuls of people. With Second Society, you can filter your search by availability, location, the gear they shoot with, hourly pay, and so much more. This resource is insane, and I wish it was available like for the past millions of years. <laughs> when you found potential shooters, you can then review their work directly through the website and easily send one bulk message. The process of finding lead and second shooters for weddings has never been easier. The best part? You can join for 15% off using code TIFU15. Visit secondsociety.io and use code TIFU15 to save 15% off and find the photographer or videographer you've been looking for. What are some tips that you have for being successful in this industry? Like, are there certain keywords that you're using or just guidelines or were you kind of like learning along the way? I know you have a ton of education on this topic now that you offer people. So like, how did you get there? Like, how did you learn? I think, I mean, you do learn a lot through trial and error of like uploading photos and having them rejected and then looking closer and learning, oh, that's why it was rejected. It's like a little bit too grainy or things like that. Like they, the agencies can be very picky on quality or some of the agencies at least. Um, But keywords are a big deal because that's how your images get found in search. So a lot of people, like it can be a tedious process (laughs) and a lot of people, you know, put in like 10 keywords and just submit the photo. Um, But that you're really hurting yourself when you do that, because that's like the only way your images are going to get found and purchased. So I always say like, try to shoot for 50 relevant keywords. Um, I love a site called mykeyworder.com. They now have a Lightroom plugin, so that makes it a little bit easier. Um, and I've been like doing a ton of research into like AI, and because people are like, "Oh my gosh, is stock photography dead now that AI is like creating images?" Um, and at least what I have found is it's it's going to make it easier for us to submit our images because they're starting to come up with like. Um, keyword generators and things like that. So I think interesting like, take on that. Yeah. There's actually a lot to look forward to. Wow. Um, I think everyone's freaking out about AI in like right? a ton of different ways in marketing for sure. So I didn't even really right. put that together, but stock there's, photography there's, is what it's going to be used for. There's a lot of speculation and I mean we really don't know like with any of these industries like what's going to happen, but I just kind of think about like You know how there's like where Instagram is like everything's a little more polished and then I feel like TikTok and like the younger generation is on TikTok and they like 
pushed back against that and they're like no we want this like as real and gritty and messy as like possible (laughs) yes totally and I kind of imagine like that's how it's going to be with AI like at first we're using it to like make all these like beautiful pictures of ourselves and stuff but then I still feel like there's going to be a need for you know people want like images that are created by humans like yes you're still going to be able to see the difference the human connection is huge and just the storytelling aspect of that and I know AI too is even going into copy like you can use it for copywriting and it's like there's still that missing like I don't know you can't beat humans so I totally agree with you there Um, yeah I've I've actually been like playing around with it to like write blog posts and newsletters and stuff and it just never it doesn't like sound like my voice it's just not the same like it's a good starting point but it's too polished it's like too professional yeah yeah no one no we don't need any of that I totally get it that was my biggest like hesitation with it all too but um Mm -hmm. still gonna be a great tool like in different areas as it learns as well which just feels really scary to say out loud like as it learns (laughs) right but it's fine I've seen too many movies (laughs) exactly so would you say that there are like specific strategies for increasing your stock like income on a monthly basis is it just uploading new images or is it like re keywording ones you already have in there like yeah what can you do for like maintenance every month for income um I've noticed that consistency equals more sales so what I mean by that is like if you are consistently uploading new photos every month then it does something like with the search algorithm so your older photos even like get pushed up higher in search wow So whenever I upload new photos, I notice like more sales, even from older photos. So if you can like put that in your calendar, like. Yeah. How many do you upload at a time and like how often? Probably like 50 to 100 at a time. Um, I try to do it at least once a month. So even if I'm not doing like shoots every month, I will like take the time to upload like personal photos every month. Um, it used to be like weekly or every time I had a shoot, I would, you know, take out the photos that I knew would work for stock. So obviously like if you're a full-time photographer, it can be more often. Um, do you have like shoots planned for stock photography where you like once a month will go out and just take, or is that your daily life? Yeah, I do. I do. (laughs) I, um, I actually did a workshop earlier this year on how I how I plan my year out but I basically use those guides I created with like what's trending each month in stock photography and I try to look at like my life and what I'm doing and then plan ahead shoots so even if it's like um putting up the Christmas tree with my daughter like I took photos of her like decorating the tree and I planned that ahead of time just to be like intentional about it Wow, that's um, smart because <laughs> then yeah. you get overwhelmed and things happen and it's it, too late. I just, for me, if I don't plan it or like put it on my calendar, it doesn't happen. Totally. Even if but, the moment happens, like 
the yeah. work isn't going to happen. I think too, it's smart to think ahead of time, especially when it comes to holidays and such too, because yeah, Christmas might be in a month, but you're not going to, people are buying it ahead of time to get their campaign yeah. ready for Christmas. So, or their Christmas campaign starts at Black Friday. So you're already late. Like it's exactly. one of those things that you have to kind of plan in a content calendar too, is taking all that mm-hmm. into consideration. So Dang, this is so much more than just like, oh, I have a few images. I'll just upload to this site. I feel like it's amazing. Wow. But I also like, I don't put too much pressure on myself to do things too far in advance because I know these images can sell for like the next 10 years. So you can also have like a long-term approach like, okay, I'm going to, you know, take photos every holiday and just upload them afterwards and not put that like added pressure on yourself to like get it done ahead absolutely of time. and that works too that's good that's a good practice mm-hmm. so photographers listening to this episode might feel a little overwhelmed with all the steps mm-hmm. involved and like breaking into this industry but what would you say makes this like a true passive income stream or like what tips do you have to simplify the workflow that we've talked about I feel like some of the good yeah. tips we've kind of mentioned are you know taking planning out your calendar or like every month you know, doing content or finding trends that are uh-huh. people are looking for, but anything else? Yes. Um, let's see. So the thing I love the most about stock photography as a passive income stream is once you do the work up front and get the photos uploaded, you're done. And like a lot of passive income streams that you hear about do require like a lot of marketing or upkeep and And like with this, the agency does the marketing for you. Totally. So that's something that I really love about stock photography. Um, As far as tips, I really, I see like the people that have the most success kind of build this into their workflow. So when I was a full-time photographer, I kind of had this workflow where like, as I was culling my photos, I would star the ones I wanted to use for stock and then once, That's a really I good idea. Them, once they were edited and like sent off to my clients, I separated those photos. And then um, sometimes you have to make little tweaks. Like if you add grain to your photos, then you have to like take out the grain um, and then keyword them. Oh, another thing you can do if you have like a set of a collection of photos where like they're all very like kind of like similar um, where they would use similar keywords you can actually import them into Lightroom with a keyword block. So um, that can save you a lot of time if you have like a collection where they're all really similar. Um, And then let me think what, I feel like I had one other thing, but like definitely your workflow is. Yeah, (laughs) no, I think that's huge. That's a big deal. Yeah. But I really love like, the next question I was actually going to ask you is like, what's the first step you would give a photographer like excited mm-hmm. about getting started on this? Like as soon as they finish this episode, like what could they do to start? And I think that you kind of answered that and like get, you know, start with the work that you already have or the edit, like the editing you're doing right yes. now, listening to this, like start flagging yes. some things. <laughs> but what, what else would you say is a good like starting point, like action steps you could do now? Would that be like making an account mm-hmm. with a certain website or Yes. So yeah, like you said, I always tell people like, don't overthink it in the beginning, like what you're uploading, just start uploading. Um, And to get started, I actually have a really great free resource. It's called my little black book of stock photo agencies. 
And I'm like kind of a research nerd. So I spent months like researching all these different agencies and compiled it into this guide so that you can actually compare them and choose one that's that you feel is right for you. Um, and so if you download that free guide, then that will help you just like choose an agency. Try not to overthink it too much because like I said, <laughs> if you just stay consistent, it doesn't really matter what agency or agencies you're using. Um, you just have to stay consistent and you will eventually start to make sales. Oh, and the other thing is I always say like, um, work towards a thousand images in your portfolio before you expect consistent income. And that's because like a lot of people will, you know, start doing this work and maybe only have like a hundred images and they're not making sales and they give up too soon. <laughs> and it's like, no, you have to keep going because stock is kind of a numbers game. So the more photos you have up in your portfolio, the more you're going to earn. That makes sense. That makes total sense. Uh -huh. I'm just like, yeah. And, and not everybody is looking, you want to have a diversity of images because not everyone's looking for one image that you've uploaded, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So like, that's another thing is like, if you can shoot things from different angles and different formats, like vertical versus horizontal, um, you don't want them to be like duplicate photos, but that's also going to give, you know, your customers more options and again, more chances to make sales. I love that resource that you have. We are absolutely going to link that into the show notes because that is perfect like step. And of course you have that as an educator. You're like, I've got all the resources for you <laughs> available. Um, before we wrap things up, I did want to ask you two questions. Number one being where, what kind of, um, well, I guess I'll start with if you're comfortable sharing, what is like the type of income that you make on stock photography a month? Like what is an idea of what this could be? I have made anywhere between um, 500 a month to like 3000 a month. Wow. I have a incredible. friend who he makes like seven to 8000 a month. That is incredible. Um, yeah. He, he like, he got to start as a photographer doing stock. Wow. So he, incredible. Really, he, I actually have a master class with him in my course because he was like sharing with us like the things to take photos of and his like advice that is just golden is like the money is in the mundane wow. with stock photography. So like those mundane moments, that's like how you like, it's not about having like the coolest, hippest photos. It's like just those mundane everyday moments. I love that because it's so true. And also I love that that kind of gives you an excuse to start documenting the mundane of your life. Like that mm -hmm. should be such a thing that yeah. is so special and beautiful that like to look out for that just naturally and then also make money off of it <laughs> is like so cool. And I mean, do they take even like iPhone pictures? Yes, iPhone photos and especially like vertical iPhone videos. Those are big right now too. Incredible. Even so you don't even have to take your tips. camera. Yeah, I am getting, I mean, I have, right? that's it's, amazing. And I was going to say iPhones can do like insane work now. So I'm like the oh, fact yeah. that that is like at your fingertips and you don't even have to like, yeah, plan a shoot or bring your big camera mm -hmm. everywhere, but just like from your phone. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. And then sure that you shoot in highest resolution, but. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a good tip. <laughs> but yeah, they, 
there's a big need for iPhone video right now. So wow, so cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm inspired and also just like mind blown because this is amazing. And what a gift to just like again the power of passive income to have X amount of dollars in your bank account every month from you know just working one day or some two days maybe mm-hmm. or whatever to get all this set up. Well, so. really, it's it's work you're already doing. Right, you're not yeah. even yeah. You're like using You've already got multi purpose. <laughs> Collecting dust on your hard drives. So wow, amazing! Well. I love it. Okay, okay, final question for you is: Where can people find you? What do you offer? You said you do a lot of like coaching. So like, are you said you have courses? You have some freebies. Do you do mentoring in stock photography? Or like, tell us all the things. Yes, I do all of that. I have a course. Um, my I have a course on stock photography, Stock Photography Academy. And I now have a course on digital products as well. Um, And then I do one-on-one mentoring. I um, also have like uh, VIP days for stock photography. So if you're like the type of person that continues to put this off and is overwhelmed and then I spend the day with you and like do like walk you through it and then we get your portfolio set up and everything. So um, that's, that's great for people who need a little extra help with all the overwhelming parts of stock photography. But yeah, totally. I, just, I love working one-on-one with people and like, uh, help them implement passive income into their businesses. It's like my favorite thing to do. <laughs> right. I agree. I love it. And it's changed yeah. my life and it changes, you know, it's just so it's, it feels overwhelming at first, but once you get into it and also having like mentors mm-hmm. and people in your corner that can really help you get off the ground. That's amazing. Exactly. We will be sure to link all of the ways that you can find Aubrey and work with her in the show notes. Um, thank you so much for oh, being thank here. Thank you. That was so insightful. And I could talk about it for hours and ask really stupid questions probably. About no, they're not stupid. <laughs> we always end our shows with rapid fire questions. So would you like to okay. entertain us? Yes, let's okay, do it. Okay, great. <laughs> Number one, what is a podcast you're currently listening to and loving? Okay, like two days ago, I started listening to a new podcast, so this is perfect. Um, But I usually go for like either personal finance or marketing podcasts, and this one is called The Space Space Social, and she's like an Instagram friend that I made and followed, and like her, she does like social media marketing. Her episodes are like 10 to 20 minutes long, and like... They're just like packed with so many like great tips on um, marketing and they're like you can implement them right away. And like I've just learned so much from binging her. Amazing. The social space? The space social. The space social. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. I love it. Okay. What is the last show you binged or are currently watching and loving? I'm not – quite done with it but the empress i think it's called oh, on that is on my list yes i haven't started it yeah, yet though. that's pretty good i love like time period totally dramas. so good yeah what is a book you're currently reading if you are reading one um i saw this question and i i feel like it was one of those months where like every book i tried to start reading was kind of a dud <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've been there so i don't have like a great answer but um I do have a few that I read last month that were great. One of them was like, it's called um, Once There Were Wolves. Oh, it's, yes. Yep. That's on my list. Have you read it? Yeah. No, that not was, yet. 
that was like a really like sucked me in. It was a good um, kind of like a mystery uh, fiction book. And then one on like, it's called, um, it's like a book about cleaning. But it's, it's really good. <laughs> it's like the art or how to keep house while drowning or something oh, like that. Amazing. And Everyone should really read. Short little tips. And it's like really validating. It's kind Love. of like a self-help book but also kind of like (laughs) that sounds amazing kind of cute yeah it was like a really good quick read so I love it yeah adding it to the list um what is something that brings you joy right now in this season um this is like so fun because I just wrote I do like a monthly newsletter on like the things that are bringing me joy so I've like I'll just choose one thing but um there's a Swedish tradition it's called fika and like 12 years ago, I lived in Norway for a while and we would do this every day. And it's basically like just a pause in your day where like you enjoy a hot drink and a snack and like it's kind of like a reset. So I've been doing this with my daughter after school. Cute. And, you know, like she's four, she comes home from preschool and like she's had a long day and usually she's like kind of cranky. So this has been like great for both of us because it's just kind of like a nice transition into the evening and then I get to hear all her like fun stories from preschool and like all the stories about kids being spicy to each other. So. Only imagine. That's really Yeah, special. that's like that's been fun to like kind of just like make that a little tradition with her. I love it. Yeah. So sweet. Um <laughs> if you had to eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Tacos. I knew that was Easy. coming. I don't. Because that's delicious. probably this, like probably most people give that answer. But. A lot of people do, but for a good reason. <laughs> what is one of the biggest lessons you've learned in your business so far? Um, I think like if you're not having fun, you need to change something up. Like, yes. I really think that everything should be fun. From like what you're posting on social media, like people can just sense your energy. So totally. if you're not into what you're doing, like change it up, create a new offer. Um, you know, if you hate doing reels, just like try something different. Totally. This is like such, I don't know. I just feel like we're so lucky to live in a time where like we can have our own businesses and literally do whatever we want. Like you should be having fun. So retweet. Love it. (laughs) Okay, what is uh where is the next place on your list you want to travel to? Honestly, I just want to go somewhere warm right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sign me up. It's, I'm in Southern California care. and it's still freezing. <laughs> something's something's in the in the weather quite literally. Yeah, yeah. I think I heard you were you guys having some storms or something. Yes, we still are and well, snow and and times. Yeah, it's like just I don't care. I don't it doesn't even need to be a magical place like I'll go like to nowhere in Arizona if it's great it probably is love that (laughs) what is one thing you're afraid of it could be superficial or deep oh I just like I have anxiety so um, yes welcome with like the worst things that could happen so having a daughter is a challenge yes (laughs) I can imagine that worrying about yeah just I'm just afraid of anything bad happening to her 
Yeah, I know. Mine, my answer goes from like spiders to like losing everyone I love. So it, there's a spectrum. <laughs> love it. Do you know your Enneagram number? And if so, what is it? I think it's a four. That's like, I love personality tests, but I remember like taking that one and I just didn't really, it didn't really resonate with me. That's okay. I think I'm a four. Love it. I can if that, see that means anything to you. Love it. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm not uh, that great with it, but I love that. You sound like a four. My sister's a four. Some of my best friends are four, so I love it. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, last but not least, what's a five-year goal of yours? I My life goal, which I hope happens in the next five years, is to buy property and build a food forest. A food forest? Yes. What is that? That's why I need to make passive income so it can – fund my food forest. What is a food forest? It is like this. Um, it's like a sustainable uh, garden forest. It's built so that like it, it almost like takes care and like sustains itself. And, you know, you've got like your trees and your bushes and your foods and it's like reproducing. Um, That's incredible. Year. Like it's like it takes a lot to build one, but then like once it's established and it's kind of like this wild landscape that kind of continues to like produce food and you can live off of it community basically. Incredible. Sign me up. I'm moving in. Okay. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing your wealth of knowledge and just inspiring us all to use what we've got and make some money off of it. Yeah, of course. And thank you for having me. It was really fun chatting with you today. We love it. Be sure to follow along with everything that Aubrey's doing. We'll leave everything in the show notes, like I said. And thanks again for tuning in, guys. And we'll see you next week. Hey friends, don't forget, you can shop all the resources we offer for photographers and business owners at 20% off. Use code TAKEITFROMUS on both doncharles.com and emilymajors.com to save on courses, tools, and all the resources you need to quickly and efficiently elevate your photography business. We'll be here cheering you on every step of the way.